Welcome to Cover 3U, the college football degenerates. We are back for week nine of the college football season. Uh, we are missing Pat once again due to some work obligations, but I am here with Phil, the Wolverine fan. How are we doing today, Phil? Doing great. Missing Pat, you know, but uh, we got some of his picks here. We're uh, ready to roll. Yeah, and it's uh, kind of a shame he's not here this week because there's a lot of good college football on this week here, the week nine season. Uh, but, but, you know, before we do that, Two things. One, I apologize for the once again for the uh, screw up of our last podcast. Lord knows we are not very good at this. But anyway, um, and then the other thing, let's kind of recap uh, last week before we head into week nine of the college football season. First on bets, uh, Phil, you kind of rebounded nicely. You went nine and seven last week, so you're gaining some ground back up to that 500 mark. That- yeah, yeah, my new strategy is just staying locked in, not looking too much into stuff. I feel like sometimes the more I look into stuff, uh the less I seem to know. So Yeah, you were either you either did I feel like in the past you were either did looked into it too much or you just said F it and just threw money out like I was it was like I'll nothing. take I'll take all bets, you know? <laughs> now you you got a good median. You just ponder for a second and you make a, a good educational bet. So yep. so good for you. That so that nine and seven uh, week last week got you a little close to five hundred. You're now forty four and fifty seven for the year. Patrick had a rough, rough Week. I think this is the worst week he's had. He's pretty much been in the win column every week, except for maybe one. But last week he went four and thirteen, which dropped him below five hundred. He was our leader by one win, but now he's below five hundred at forty eight, fifty one, and two pushes. Um. So with that being said, that means I had another great week. Uh, I'm riding riding this wave, and I'm sure it's going to fall out here soon. I went twelve and five last week. That puts me at the overall leader at 57 wins, 41 losses, and two pushes. Um, I might as well hype myself up now because I'm sure it's not going to last very long. But uh, any games that uh, you want to chat about that kind of grinds your gears a little bit that you want to chat about? or um... uh, one, one I was really excited about was that Boston College beatdown. I called that, you know. Um, you know, that's just me being a, an expert in the ACC. Right. Which I will absolutely never claim to be. <laughs> um, so I like to a, usually. I usually like to hold the ACC expert title, but that was a good bet. Boston Colleges look good. I was a little pissed about the new overtime rules. I wasn't quite aware of that. In the fifth <laughs> overtime, I'm like, all right, I still got a chance to cover. And then I figured out it's two point conversions only, and I was like, oh, now I have no chance to cover. And I'm sure you were. Referring- Pat and I were both watching that game yeah. together, and we're like, oh, this is bullshit. the Virginia Tech game. Yep. I, I of course was there, and I'm not going to talk too much about the Tech game because that's what my whole two minute drill is going to be about for being your winner last week. But my voice is like just now coming back. You know, I was in a stadium for over four hours. Let me tell you something. I've been to going college football games my whole life, and that experience was probably top five in my lifetime. I bet that was an incredible uh, game. It was an incredible game, and it's a. You know, if it was like an Alabama and Auburn game, do you know how much hype that would have been getting? But, you know, it was Virginia Tech and USC, Mac Brown and Fuente going at it. And, and, you know, we'll chat a little more about it. But the Hokies do cover. I'm really proud of how Fuente has gathered this team after a rough start. He has not lost his football team, and they're playing really hard. So big win for the Hokies in six overtimes. That new OT rule, it was funny because when you're in the stands, I just saw the ball be placed on the three-yard line. Right for during the fifth overtime, and I'm like, why is that? I started talking to everybody because I had no idea, and nobody in the stands had an idea, and it was like kind of loud and rough, you know. It's been five OTs, and then as soon as the referee turned on his mic to explain, that stadium went dead silent. It was crazy. Everybody wanted to know what the hell was going on. <laughs> yeah, everybody wanted to know what uh-huh. that was going on. So I think it, a lot of players didn't know, a lot of fans didn't know, but I I like that new rule in, in OT. Yeah, so. I don't. I you think don't? It, I don't think it quite makes it as exciting. I think it's crazy when people are trying to get into the end zone, then have to go for two. Um, I don't. I don't really. Well, they made that way. rule because the LSU Texas A and M game that went into like nine overtimes. Yeah, last and how year. much fucking fun is that? <laughs> it's fun, but I tell you, when you're a fan in the stands, brother, oh, you're just worn out. Oh, dude, imagine was, how the players. Feel. Yeah, God, I thank God the Hokies have a bye week. But um, what? Yeah, great game. Um, the only other games I want to talk about: ASU really shit the bed. Arizona State. Yeah, um, you and Pat were high on that. Yeah, I, I still kind of am, but I was looking at some stats, and it's something like. They've scored more than seven points, I think, in 140 straight games. Um, more mm, than, dang. Or, yeah, and then more than 10 in 120 straight games. Wow. Both those streaks came to an end. 
Um, they put up a big whopping three points. But Utah, I mean, <laughs> they actually did come out to play we, some defense. We were all high on Utah when we the were. season started. Then they had that one slip up against um, who did they lose to that they should? Was it was it USC? I think they, it was USC. They had a slip up. And then everybody said, "All right, maybe Utah isn't legit." I was warned, I was really high, and I kind of took a step back. But I think they are. You know, it's it's really hard to go undefeated in college football. You, yeah, it was USC. They lost by seven uh, midway through the first court, first half of the season. But um, Utah has looked nice. They have regained ground as being a true competitor in the Pac-12 against Oregon. Well, I feel like them and Arizona State are the only ones that actually play defense out there. That Oregon game was exciting. Um, the other game that I'm, you know, it, it didn't work out the way I wanted to, of course, is that Michigan game. But I'm glad they Talk didn't about rebound. That a bit. Man, they came out and I was like, oh, this is terrible again. They're going to pack it in. It's going to be another Wisconsin-like loss. Yeah, because I was on the way back from Blacksburg. I was driving, yeah. so, and, and, and I had, I was, I was drunk. And, and you can imagine, <laughs> I went over to Pat's. We started drinking about 3 o'clock. I started heavily drinking during that first quarter. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, I got pretty pretty good and drunk by the second quarter, but they did show some fight. They finally started mixing up the play calling because um, they just kept first down. It's first down every time. They just ran straight up the middle. So, mm. I mean, they basically started second and ten the first four or five series, and I was getting fed up. Uh, but they did show some fight. They kind of came through, um, made the game interesting, showed that they do have some talent. They can play. They So, at least it makes it a little bit more... Cause I was, palatable for this week. It makes me a little more excited to see what this week's going to be like. I was trying to listen to it on the radio on the way home from the Tech game, and I, I couldn't. I was too busy, like, kind of celebrating the Tech overtime, talking to people on the phone, drinking in the car while my wife was so kind to drive us home. But You're a good woman uh, there. Yeah, good woman. Uh, she, um, yeah, she's awesome. But um, I saw that it was 21 nothing. I was like, oh, shit, it looks like. Michigan's going to get ran out of there. But then for them to come back after being down with 21 nothing, right? Yep. Um, yep. You know, you got to be happy about that. They completely outplayed Penn State the last three quarters. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough. They gave them, they spotted them, you know, three touchdowns. That's tough yeah. to come back from. Yeah. Um, but I was glad to see at least a little bit of resiliency. And it uh, makes me at least a little bit more hopeful for this weekend's game, and it, since it is such a big one. Yeah, absolutely. Um, some other games. Ohio State continues to look. Absolutely dominant. That's going to be an interesting game this week. Yeah, they they cover the spread easily against Northwestern. Clemson covers the spread easily against Louisville. They started um, out a little slow too. I don't know if you got to see any of that. I did. I was watching that game at my tailgate. Trevor on my Lawrence TV. came out through two yeah. picks early. Yeah, it was like a one or two possession game for like yeah. the whole first half. And then and then he, I think he ended up he threw two picks early and then ended up going like twenty two to twenty seven. Wow. Turned it on. Yeah, I watched the whole first half. And I have a little TV spot, my tailgate in Blacksburg when I go to the games. I did watch that first half, and I was kind of uh, curious to see if, if, if Louisville was going to be able to cover that 23. They did not. Pat actually took Northwestern and Louisville and West Virginia to cover big spreads against Oklahoma, Clemson, and Ohio State, and the big three covered all of them. They all three covered. Yep. So, uh, Pat – Kind of started the day off. We bad, watched some yeah. of that WVU game too, and we were hoping for a backdoor cover there. But it looked—they look like shit. West Virginia's not good, man. They're not. I—we'll put it this way: they're inconsistent. Um, I, I, they're a matchup team. They're one of them teams that are not good, but if they get the right matchup, they can show life. But I the, thought they'd at least put up some points. They didn't yeah. do a whole lot. What was the final score of that game? I didn't get to uh, watch it. There's a lot it. to a little. That's, that's all I can really remember. Yeah, that they have uh, they have some quarterback play issues over there. Um, and then, of course, they have a new football coach. But uh, I think, yeah, it was a lot. The final score was 52-14. to 14. Um, And that's just not going to cut it. Jalen Hurts had three touchdowns again, two on the ground, three in the air, five total TDs. Uh, Jalen Hurts up there with Jonathan Taylor. What was What was Austin Kendall's number like? Um, the West Virginia quarterback. He was 15 for 31, 182 yards and two touchdowns. So not very good. No. He's below 50% completion rate. That's not going to cut it against Oklahoma. Um, West Virginia is going to – it's going to be a couple years till they get back to being competitive. Kansas almost pulled it out against Texas. They did. And, that, and that's why I look like the Texas line this week is only – they are – one-point favorites at TCU, which is kind of surprising. Yeah. So Texas kind of falling off here. Baylor <coughs> staying undefeated. 
Yeah. Right? Yeah, Baylor covers a three against Oklahoma State. I was high on Oklahoma State after a few weeks into the season, but um, they don't have a very good defense. Chubba Hubbard can't do it all. Baylor and SMU, two undefeated teams that are kind of under the radar. Yeah, well, SMU really can't do anything. They can't uh, make a real run. I guess they can get into a New Year's Six Bowl, I think. They did beat a Power Five. But they have the death sentence. They can't win a championship. Oh, yeah, right? forever. Pretty, well, nah, not forever. Not forever, but right now they can't. They're not able to do any of that. I think they are. Uh, well, we'll have to research I, that. I think the that death show. sentence was only for like, I don't know, it was for like 10 years or something like that. I think they're still, I think they're still paying the price for that. Really? Yeah. We may have to look into that. Um, look into that while I uh, chat about this. SMU and Baylor is... Two undefeated teams under the radar. I will say this about SMU is they do have a Power 5 win. They beat TCU, but is that enough? Probably not. Probably not. Um, but, you know, I think I don't know what the rest of their schedule looks like, to be honest with you, but it might be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, Wake Forest wins again, so they still only have one loss. They're back in the top, top 25. They didn't cover the spread. It's funny, two of the – I went uh, – 12 and 5, but I had two games that I missed by half a point. So I easily could have gone 14 and 3. Yeah, I missed one by half a point. Uh, Wake was one of them. They won by two. The spread was two and a half over Florida State. And then Old Miss lost to Texas A&M by uh, seven, and the spread was six and a half. So, um, you know, those are all the games I really want to talk about um, before we head into week nine. With that being said, let's take a quick break, and then we'll start placing some wagers. Pat's not with us. But he did give us some games that he did like. Um, And I'll even tell you this, Pat, if you want to place a bet after the fact, once you see uh, Phil and I place wagers, if you want to throw in some bets after this podcast, we'll allow you to do that as well. But we do have some teams that he likes uh, that he texted to us from out of town. So we'll take a short break and we'll get back at it here in week, week nine of the college football season on Cover 3U. Okay, welcome back to Cover 3, you, the college football degenerates. It's time to play some wagers on week nine of the college football season with one another. Uh, We did try looking into that SMU death penalty. It appears that they can play in a bowl game now. They can be ranked, which they are. um, But we cannot confirm nor deny if they can actually win a national championship. They're not going to. They're not not going to. They can go unbeaten. And if, you know, Central Florida doesn't get into the – to the playoff with their undefeated record they had a couple of years ago. I'm sure SMU isn't, even though they do have a right. power five win um, regardless. But um, I don't know. Maybe we can get confirmation on that. I'm pretty sure they can now, but um, well, you said you heard otherwise. But Yeah, knows? and it wasn't from just like one of my buddies. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But we do start the slate with SMU <laughs> at Houston. What a great entry point to the uh, college football week nine uh, slate here. Right. SMU is giving 14 points on the road to the Cougars. Right? Uh, I, yeah, and I like SMU. Um, uh, Pat does as well. I know Houston, what, what have they been doing? So here's the thing about Houston. Uh, they looked so-so against Oklahoma for the first half week one, right? Right. And that's then, when they still kind of had everybody on right. the roster. And then Jalen um, Jalen. Hurts just kind of ran him out of there. And then King, their quarterback for Houston's looked really good. He's, he's the guy who decided started, the red shirt, right? Decided to redshirt because he's playing on transferring. And if he redshirts, he has an extra year of eligibility. See so right. where that's going. These players are playing that transfer rule uh, to their benefit. So their best quarterback's not playing, not because he's hurt, because he chose he doesn't want to play, which is interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, so with that being said, and I hear there's a big falling out between the players and coaches at Houston. I'm not trying to oh, lure you away the, from uh, Houston. I do love Houston's coach. That's the old WVU coach, right? Dana. Yeah. Dana Hol- what is it, Holmgren? Yeah, West Virginia's yeah. former coach. Yeah, he, he's – so, to, you know, they started off okay. They only lost Oklahoma by 18. Well, that's why they still had a full roster there. Yeah, and they had their quarterback, and then they uh, had they beat some no-name school, and then they, they hung in there with Washington State, lost by – touchdown and right, that's I, when I'm, I'm not gonna take it so that's when that's when king decided to redshirt and now there's other players kind of wanting to leave so i don't know what's going on Here, there. here's the way i look at it smu is undefeated playing for their season every single week or weekend well week since it is a thursday 
But, um, you know, what the hell's Houston got to play for? They got kids yeah. just quitting on the team yeah. for the year. So yeah, and I, I'm having a hard time. Even, even two touchdowns, I can't do it. Yeah, I went on my Bavada account and put money on that one right away. <laughs> Bam. Boom. Uh, so that possible lock, even though we went for one of our locks. I, I think it's a lock just because I think Houston's in disarray. When your quarterback chooses, he, that he, your best player chooses, he doesn't want to play anymore. It's oh, kind of strange. Only argument I can make this, sometimes that helps rally the troops, the guys that really, really want to be there. Sure. Play hard, you know. Sure. Rally together. <laughs> sure. Us against the world mentality. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I or hear, they could just say, uh, yeah. I don't care. Uh, then we have a Friday night game. Um USC versus Colorado. So now the Pac-12 is diving into that Friday night slate. It's become like a destination yeah. spot. Everybody kind of wants yeah. to get a like Big Ten. They're Pac-12. Yeah. They're all getting a little action. It's there. a later Friday night game. It's at 9 p.m. And um, Colorado is the underdog. USC is favored by 13 and a half. What do you think there? The old Pac-12. Uh, you know, I never know what quite to make of it. Might as well Pac-12, uh, ACC, both divisions there. Might as well just pick. Pick a pick somebody out of a hat or spin a spinner. I don't know. I like USC. Um, they beat the snot out of Arizona after playing Notre Dame really, really hard. They only lost to the Fighting Irish by three. Um, I don't know the games they have lost. It looks like they haven't lost by much. Um, I, I like USC to to beat Colorado. Colorado has been kind of shaky ever since beating Colorado State to start the season. Do you like Colorado? Does uh, Pat like Colorado? No, nope, no, nope, nobody likes Colorado, unfortunately. Mm. It's like no action there. Let's see if we can go uh, into the weekend slate of games, see if we can get yeah, some action. Yeah, get some action. I will say this. The only thing I don't like about USC is their running back step does have an ankle injury, and he's out for five weeks, but I still think Colorado is a much better team. But there's no action regardless. Let's head into Saturday. Uh, here's a big one, man. I was talking about how big this game was going to be until I saw Wisconsin lose to Illinois of all yeah, I, we didn't, I didn't even see that game. It kind of like just popped up on the phone, and I was like, what? Yeah, I saw it on the scoreboard in Lane Stadium during the Tech game, and I was telling people around me, because I didn't keep track of it before the game, and people didn't believe me. Um, but Wisconsin comes off a loss after looking like a powerhouse, and they go to Ohio State, who is, in fact, a powerhouse this year, Number 13 versus number three, Ohio State's favored by 14. If you would have told me that was the spread before the Illinois loss, I would have been like, give me Wisconsin. Oh, signed up for it. Yeah, but uh-huh. now that they lost now that they lost Illinois, I'm like, uh. How do you feel about it now? What do you think? I, Ohio State's really good. Ohio State's been making me so, money all year covering spread. Yeah, and this is a Wolverine speaking. Uh, yeah. So, I... Ohio State, to me, looks like they could be a number one team in the country. I'll give you Pat's pick, and then you can pick whichever way you want. Okay. Um, Pat took Wisconsin and the points and the horseshoe. I'm going to take Ohio State. I think I'm going to take Ohio State, too. All right. Ohio State State just looks so good, man. And until they show me any signs of, like, like, there hasn't been a game that they've even come close to losing. And it's not like they've played Like many. I said, I think I've bet on them all year, and they've covered almost uh, every game that I can remember right now off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, there's an argument that Ohio State could be the number one team in the country. 100%. And you know Wisconsin or Ohio State's going to shut down. I think they're going to try to shut down that run offense, uh, Wisconsin, and make Cone beat them. And I don't think Cone can do that. Only one team has scored over – 10 points against Ohio State, and that was Florida Atlantic. It was 45 to 21, and that was probably because Ohio State was playing their fourth string by the yeah, second yeah, quarter. They probably weren't, they weren't but nobody scored over 10 points against these guys. I mean, and then they're dropping, and they haven't scored less than not one game has been less than 42 that they've scored. It's just crazy. They're just killing people. So give me Ohio you State. You could have said the same thing about Wisconsin before last game. Though. Before they, last week. That was an awfully one-sided. Uh, they kind of didn't. They looked okay against, was it Indiana a couple weeks ago? But if you looked at the total numbers, it was something crazy. Like total points scored Northwestern. Four, and then yeah. points against. Yeah, so Northwestern, they only won by nine. And maybe maybe that Illinois game was a little bit of a trap game for them. Maybe they're looking yeah. ahead. Yep. Illinois sucks. But, you know, that's still inexcusable. Right. Still going to be a great game in the Big Ten, but it does kind of throw a wrench into the outlook of the game for sure, that that Illinois loss for Wisconsin. 
Uh, Jonathan Taylor may just come out and, and, and show him why he's the a Heisman candidate. Who knows? But he might also on. rush 23 times for 58 yards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and then we go into another playoff favorite, Oklahoma. Oh, hold on, one more. Wait, if, if Jonathan Taylor really wants the Heisman, this, this is the game, is the he's got to go do it. hundred percent. He's got to go get it done this game. If he gets less, he's got to put the whole damn Badger team on his back and say, "Let's go, boys." He he's he cannot have a bad game against this team. No, if he wants to win the Heisman, um, but I'm sure he has other important things on his mind for this season. But you're absolutely right. Uh, number five, Oklahoma goes to Kansas State. Oklahoma's favored by 23 and a half. Again, until somebody shows me, other than that first half that Kansas did against Oklahoma. Until somebody shows me that they can compete against Oklahoma for four quarters or slow them down in any way, I'm going to take Oklahoma to cover the spread all day. Give me Oklahoma in the 23 and a half. All right, well, Pat passed on this game. I'm going to take the sissy quarterback, Skyler, <laughs> and the 23 and a half, and I hope they can find a way to cover. I watched Kansas State some random game four or five weeks ago, and I was like, man, they look pretty good. And for some <laughs> reason, they, they keep... Well, they must have. I must have caught them on a couple series where they had everything going right for them. Because I still can't get it out of my head. I still think they have potential. I still think they're athletic. I don't know. I mean, they're we'll, four and two. We'll see. Um, Twenty three and a half. That's a lot of points. But Oklahoma can score with the best yeah. of them. They're four and two. They really haven't beaten anybody. But their losses are like respectable losses. The losses are Baylor and Oklahoma State. Yeah. Um, They've been known to, to to play some defense and put up some points. So, you know, they might. But, again, I'm going with the team. Oklahoma has shown me nothing uh, that tells me that they can't cover that. So give me the Sooners. We got paper. Paper. Jayhawks fans. Not Jayhawks. <laughs> uh, Wildcats. Wildcats. <laughs> you better show out this week. I don't even know your damn name. So do something so I can remember you. Besides Skylar Johnson, your sister quarterback name. <laughs> Iowa, the 20th team in the country, goes to Northwestern. Uh, Northwestern just took a beat down uh, from Ohio State. It's a noon kickoff, but Iowa's favored by 10.5. You got any action on that? Pat, like anybody? You know, Purdue just uh, covered versus Iowa. They were getting 17.5 points last week. Um, yeah. Iowa's Pat, one of them teams where their defense is nasty, but their offense is slow. Pat doesn't have a whole lot. Yeah, Nate Stanley, I hate him for some reason. I don't know why. Um I kind of like Iowa actually covering here. Well, never mind. I take that back. It's at Northwestern noon kick. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Pat's sleepy start <laughs> strategy for Iowa here. I'll actually take Northwestern to cover this game. I don't got any action. Okay. Unless the spreads like less than ten points, I'm not gonna bet on Iowa just because while their defense is so dominant, they just don't. They're not fast. Here's my bait. thing. You've heard all the shit about like Northwestern and growing up the grass and all that stuff. They tried to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Iowa's already mucks it up enough. So I mean, that game might be seven three at the end. Of <laughs> it really it's might be. Done. You're. I might take the under. Yeah, yeah. The under yeah. Is, it's got to be like thirty nine and a half. Yeah, I might take the under. It could be like. I'm gonna a, write that. Make a little note and look at that later. Yeah, if Michigan versus Iowa was ten three, imagine what Iowa and uh, Northwestern's going right. to be. Yeah, it's, yeah, I think it's, it's going to be a. It's nine. interesting though. Yeah, let me write that down too to make a side <laughs> bet. Um, Miami at Pitt. Miami just lost to Georgia Tech. What is going Dude. on? What is going I'm saying, on? Who knows? It's hard to predict. So, the, yeah, have you seen the Have you seen the ACC Coastal? There is now a full circle well where you could start at one team and like one team has beaten the other, and you it's can just go big all old, the way around. It's just a big old circle jerk. That's <laughs> all it is. Hey, and I'm proud to be a part of that one. <laughs> Here's my question. Then I'll tell you. Then I'll tell you who I like. You're the ACC expert in here. Who do you think is going to get after the quarterback more? Who's going to apply more pressure to the other team's quarterback? Will that be Miami or Pitt? So, uh, I wouldn't call myself an expert, but yeah, I do know a You're lot the about that. I've, ma- I've made a lot of money on ACC this Except year. Except for Boston College last week. Yeah, Boston College is <laughs> a team I haven't figured out. Um, but other than that, I, I, I kind of know what I'm talking about. At least I think I do. So, to answer your question, from a talent perspective, Miami. Like, Miami has the better athletes to get after the quarterback, especially that linebacker core. They're like the most experienced linebacker core in college football. They've been playing there for like five years, I feel like. From a scheme and coaching perspective, Pitt. So, um, but I like Miami to cover the five and a half. Because here's the thing. Miami looked like shit against Virginia Tech. 
and lost that game and took it to the chin, and then they responded with a big win against UVA. They could and respond. And then they come back and shit the bet again. You think Georgia's it's just going to be up now? Up, up down for Miami. I, I don't think – I don't. Diaz is a type of coach. I think he's trying to figure out how to manage coaches. He knows how to manage players. He's a great defensive coordinator. Diaz is not going to be the type of coach that's going to lose this Miami team completely. I think it is going to be an up – and he has the talent to where they can respond after losses throughout a season. Um, and he has the talent to do it. So give me Miami and that linebacker core to cover the five and a half. Pitt hasn't been known to drop big numbers offensively to begin with, right? Yeah. And, and Miami's still dropping points, even in that Georgia Tech loss. Yeah. That offense looked sufficient. I the do op- like some Kenny Pickett. The O line concerns me though. Miami's O line is really, really bad. So I, I got that's gotta be a stay away game for me. I don't know what's gonna happen, man. I'm, I honestly couldn't tell you. Yeah, the Pitt's gonna get after that quarterback just because of the lack of protection he'll have for Miami. But give me, give me my. Does Pat like either one? Pat doesn't have either. All right, one. we'll we'll move on. Um, I did put money on the side on Bovada on Miami, but. Every time I think about that Miami O-line, I do get concerned. Illinois at Purdue. Purdue's favored by nine and a half. I don't want anything to do with this game. No, hell no. What the hell is going on with Illinois? They just had a big win. They've gotten spanked by other teams. Purdue is all banged up. I have no freaking clue. I mean, I guess I guess Brandon Peters is back for Illinois. I can't believe they're giving Purdue nine and a half points. Yeah, that's real weird for me coming off. Yeah. The game. So, I mean, I I don't like that at all. So, let's like, go ahead and move on to the next one. Um, we have Bowling Green at Western Michigan. Western Michigan favored by 26 and a half points. I'll give you one guess on who Pat's up here. <laughs> he took Western Michigan. Give me Bowling Green. Oh, shit. Uh, this is, is this the first time any of us have taken Bowling I Green? I took him one time. Oh, really? It You're... did not work out well for me. <laughs> well... I feel like this is my one time. I'm going to take them. Uh, 26 and a half is a lot. And Western Michigan, I you know, they they don't look very good. But, you know, give me Bowling Green. I remember yeah. I made the mistake of Michi- Western Michigan to stay within reach with Michigan State. Now, don't get me wrong. Michigan State's a whole other level than Bowling Green. And they totally shit the bed, though. Western Michigan looked like shit. Um, but give me Bowling Green. Why not? You're all you're all paper. I'm I'm on. Let's stay away from this one again. Try to be smart. Work my way back up to five hundred. Yeah. Um. Okay. Now Ooh, big one. Now now we're past the noon games. Let's talk about this big game before we take a short break. Number nine Auburn at number two LSU three thirty p.m. That means it's on CBS. LSU's favored by eleven. What what when you saw that? What's the first thing that you thought? I, you know, I thought it was about right. I thought it was high. I thought it was about right. Um, I'll tell you, it looks like Pat has Auburn. I kind of think Auburn should cover here as well. I think they. I think um, they're going to be fired up to play this game. I think that LSU going to come out. I know it's at LSU, um, but I, I think they're going to cover that. I think maybe if I was making the line, I'd say maybe nine and a half, nine. I don't know. You know Auburn likes to run that high-pace offense. And I think LSU's defense is, is, is a little suspect to begin with. And I think that's going to be a struggle for them. They've been known to give up points this year. So give me Auburn and their offense to put up over 30 points against LSU. Whoa, really? Yeah. I do. If I'd make a side bet on you with that. We'll put a dollar on it? I'll put anywhere you want up to $50 Yeah, on give it. me Auburn to put a, a 30 points on LSU. Dollar? Give me a dollar. Let's do five dollars since that's five side bet. Whatever, a little fun, fun side. All right, Auburn, thirty or more for you. Yep, I think LSU's defense is good enough to win an SEC title, but I think pace is going to be an issue for them in this game. And I think I I think think they're going to get after Bo Nix. I think it's yeah, and I think Auburn's going to win the game. Um, so you're definitely taking Auburn, and especially if you're getting 11 points. Yeah. Now, don't don't get me wrong. I won't be surprised if LSU wins. But I 100% think Auburn stays within 11. I think that's high. But anyways, so uh, that's a great game. Is that where game day is going? Uh, it's no, game day is going to South Dakota and 
or what? they're going to North Dakota and North Dakota State or something like that. North Dakota State and South Dakota, something. But they're current. gonna have all thirty-eight people uh, in the state. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. They're doing. Sorry for all of our North Dakota uh, listeners. Well, you know how they pick one destination that's not an FBS one A. Yeah. Anyways, let's take a short. I've had a couple of issue games lately. I don't know. Big game. I'll be. Uh, <clears throat> Really, we need to hang out now that Tech doesn't have a game. We need to hang out. Yeah, I'm using up all the hangout weekends. I told you to save one for this reason. Because Michigan, Penn State. I can't all right, we'll that. be right back on Cover Three U, uh, and we'll play some more wagers here on Cover Three U, the College Football Degenerates. Welcome back to Cover Three U, the College Football Degenerates. Uh, let's continue right into the Week Nine slate here, buddy. Uh, number six, Penn State, with a big win over your uh, Wolverines. Take on Michigan State. And what we thought was that nasty defense, but has shown some signs of weakness. They play at 330. Penn State is favored by six and a half. I don't know what the over-under in this game is going to is, but I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Both are good defenses. What do you think? Uh, I think I think Penn State is going to womp them. Yeah. Uh, even though they kind of came off of three quarters of shitty football against a tough opponent, the Michigan Wolverines. Um Michigan State has just been so disappointing. Ever since game that o- ever since that Ohio State beatdown, it's like it's Ohio like, State ripped the spirit from the whole team. So I mean, even I'll that like, defense that has been right. the, been their their you know crying call and, or rally call rather that has shown its weakness ever since Ohio State. So I'm with you. Maybe Penn State does roll, but Penn State's offense isn't that great. I mean, you watched them. They're no. good enough to win. They're not bad. They're not bad. They're, they're they have some move, big they plus. They can move the football. Um, I'm not going to make any bets on this game. I'd be happy to take Penn State. I might actually look at my own account here and, and uh, do that. Pat, Pat does Pat, Pat anybody? Pat doesn't like anybody here. All right. So moving along. Uh, number 15, Texas goes to TCU. I am surprised this is only a one-point game or one-point uh Spread. Texas is favored by one point against TCU. Do you have any idea why? I don't. I think, I guess people are just getting off the Texas train. Um, I forget who TCU matched up against last week. I know they did pick up a win, I'm pretty sure. Uh, well, I, TCU did lose to SMU earlier yeah, this year. Yeah. But then who did, I wonder who they played last week. I will say, you know, Texas still is a talented bunch over there. They have, uh, you know, the, the quarterback, Sam Ellinger, Ellinger, and then uh, DuVernay, that guy. That yeah. guy can ball out. Texas has a great running back in Ingram. They got too many weapons on offense. I think they easily and, cover and this. And TCU hasn't been relevant in a couple of years. No, no. That they, they The only team that TCU has beaten that's somewhat decent is Kansas and Purdue. Those are the only two Power 5 wins they yeah. have. They've lost to Iowa State. They lost to Kansas State. They lost to SMU. <laughs> But the lines like this scare me when I think I know what the hell's going on. I, I know. It's it, like, it, what? It's kind of like that Miami UVA spread. Yeah, it's like they know some the people that make the line are very, very smart. Um, they have a lot of analytics and a lot of data at their fingertips, and they know more than I do. Um, well, the TCU is known to have the best defense in Big 12 right now. They, they hold opponents to 281 yards a game. So maybe that's what the experts are looking at, but I will take Texas and all those offensive weapons to still be able to do some damage. Yeah, well, Pat has them as well, so that makes three of us. All right. Moving on to the next game. Uh, so no action there. We have Maryland, speedy Maryland, that has no defense against number 17, Minnesota. Undefeated. Yeah. They, Minnesota. That's another undefeated team that's under the radar. Now, they haven't played anybody. But still. Still. Nobody's talking about them. Not a lot of people. They're not getting a lot of love. That's I know they a, have... They have a lot of running back depth. Um, I think they're a solid team. It's going to be interesting when they play somebody. Unfortunately, I don't think this weekend is that somebody. 16.5 seems like a lot. Um, you know, Minnesota just did get done covering with the 31 or 32 Rutgers. But, uh, They've won by four possessions the last five games. Uh, or and four I, four games, excuse I me. I do dislike Maryland. Here's a fun fact. Against all their Power 5 opponents, Rutgers, Nebraska, Illinois, Purdue, they've won by like three, four possessions. However, against Georgia Southern, Fresno State, and San Diego State, they only won by 
One possession. But you three can points. see that what you just named were the last four games and then the first four games. Yeah, so, so they've gotten better. They are. They seem to be trending in the right direction. Give me Minnesota. Um. Give me the undefeated Golden Gophers, even though they were, you know, good. Well, Pat has Maryland, so I'm also going to take Minnesota here. Pat, you just got doubled up. Doubled up, Pat. So while Minnesota barely got by with those weak opponents to start the season, I tell you what, that is a perfect example of having your weaker slate at the beginning of your schedule as opposed to later in the schedule to give you a chance to grow and get better because there's no yeah, preseason work, work college the football. Work kinks out, figure out what works. And that's exactly doesn't. what Minnesota did here. Look, they beat San Diego State by a touchdown. They beat Fresno State by three. They beat Georgia Southern by three. And then they get in the Big Ten lineup here against Purdue, Illinois, and Nebraska Rutgers, and they're beating them 42-7, 37-2. You know, well, they have one more tune-up game this weekend, and then they run into PSU, Penn State at home, then at Iowa, and they get a little bit of a break at Northwestern, and then against Wisconsin. Yeah, so, I mean they they're getting ready to hit the real the meat of their schedule. Yeah, give me up. give me Minnesota. They got a new good coach there that's now been settled in for three years. Who's what that, is his uh, name? Jerry Kill. Ba- yeah, no, uh, the guy from Western Michigan, uh, row the boat guy. Um, he always wears the button up. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking uh, about. PJ Fleck. PJ Fleck. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, I had yeah, a the boat guy. That's what got it for me. Row the boat. You know he was, branded that. Did he? He branded row the boat. Who, who wrote row 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 your boat? I thought they would have branded that shit. <laughs> maybe seventy P- years ago, or whenever that song was written. Maybe PJ Fleck wrote maybe, that. Maybe it's PJ Fleck's great 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 grandfather. <laughs> Whoever came, whoever, I don't know. Anyway, you can't. I hate when people brand uh, shit like. Do that. you like PJ Fleck? I do. I do like P.J. Flat. He I, just didn't like the fact that he branded Bro the Boat. It's like, yeah, LeBron James trying to brand <laughs> Patent Taco Tuesday. Or Ohio State trying to brand the yeah. Ohio State. Give me a break. Yeah, not you every- don't own the English language, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to Oklahoma State, Iowa State. Number 23, Iowa State's looked pretty good. They're 10.5-point favorites against Oklahoma State, who I love – their offensive balance, but their defense is, is bad. Um, Suspect. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay away from this game. Uh, you know, I, I mean, feel like Iowa State's I, due to slip up. I I've liked why. Iowa State all season. Um, I've bet on them a lot this season. You like some Brock Purdy. I do. I, I like him. Brock Purdy's thrown for 14 touchdowns this year, and he's over 2,000 yards. He's doing all right, but I feel like that is a point, a lot a lot of points against an Oklahoma State team. Um, it is at home. That's a lot of points, so I'd probably end up staying away from this as well. All right. What about Syracuse? Does Pat like anybody on that one? No. Okay. What about Syracuse at Florida State? 330 kick. Florida State's favored by 10. Hmm. Huh. I, I hate these games. I'm staying away from Florida State. I thought they were going to lose by three touchdowns last weekend. I think Florida State wins by three touchdowns this weekend against Syracuse. There's no way I can bet on any Florida State team <laughs> right now with even – uh, be in favor by 10 points, that's crazy. Give me Cam Akers to score four touchdowns and beat Syracuse by 20. So you're saying I should start Cam Akers in my uh, yeah. DraftKings lineup this yep. weekend? All right, I, I like that advice too. Yeah, Syracuse is getting worse as the season goes. Um, they're not getting first down, so Florida State's going to have a lot of possessions. They may have 15 possessions in that game. Interesting. That's a game that I probably will not be watching. Should I, be watching I, I probably won't be watching either. I would love for one of y'all to take Syracuse, though. But um, what about uh, UVA at Louisville? UVA rebounds really nicely after taking a, two losses in a row to Notre Dame and to Miami. They rebound nicely against Duke. However, I watched that UVA-Duke game, and a lot of weird things happened. Um, UVA returned a kick. Uh, Duke had some weird turnovers. So it may have been a little wider. Uh, it may have been bigger of a beat than what it really was. But UVA is favored by three and a half against Louisville, who who looked like they were trending and then took it to the mouth by Clemson, but hung in there for a few quarters. Uh, I mean, first quarter, it was kind of like a little bit of a dogfight. They were looking tough. They were playing at home. They were playing inspired football. Um, they're at home again this weekend. And, you know, they're giving up three and a half points against a UVA team that's been inconsistent this year. They did rebound nicely against Duke, but again, that game was kind of weird. I think two of those touchdowns. Uh, I like Louisville. I do too. I can't go and Pat doesn't like anybody. Um, if I was really down in bets, I probably would stay away from this game. But since I have such a big lead, I'm willing to take Louisville. 
But uh, I'll tell you what, if, if UVA makes a statement here and wins big, then they, in my mind, they should be back in the top 25. Um, um, you think? Be, I think they're not going to get you back in there. Nah, if they win soundly. If they respond yeah. nicely. Uh, after, well, maybe. Yeah. They might get a few more votes to get in the top 25. They, they'll be back in the top 30 radar. Probably. Um, for sure. Indiana at Nebraska. Indiana is only favored by a point, so it's pretty much a toss-up. 330 kick. It's in your conference, the Big Ten. Do you have any insight on that one? You know, not a whole lot with these teams. I don't watch a lot of Indiana football. Um, I watch <laughs> a lot more of their basketball. But um, I will tell you, they always seem to play Michigan tough every year. I don't know a lot about, about the, a lot about this current Indiana team. Um, but I know Pat likes Nebraska. They are consistently underachieving Pat likes all Nebraska. year. So I'm going to be taking the Indiana and I, giving Pat the point here. I think I might too. I think Adrian Martinez is still out. And if not, he's he, hobbled. And even if he's hobbled he and not moving well, that's He didn't that's play not. last week against um, – what did they even play? I don't even think they even played last week. They may have been on a bye. But – but even if he's less than 100%, he needs to be a mobile quarterback to be productive. And, and has he really been as good as we thought he would be no, when he was he playing? So give me Indiana. I... All right, Pat, you just got doubled up on again. Double pick. Yep, the line's now even on ESPN. Oh, shit, somebody likes Nebraska. Yeah, somebody does, but <laughs> I like Indiana. Not me. Uh, here's a, okay, let's go into a, a lightning round. Four games. You just tell me if you want action or if Pat wants action. Duke at North Carolina. North Carolina overcoming a six overtime loss. They're favored by three and a half. Do you like anybody in that game? North Carolina. I like North Carolina too. North Carolina. Pat doesn't like anybody else. The North Carolina's like, a good team. Here. North Carolina's a good team. I really do think they're going to, they're going to win seven games this year. Um, with some tough losses throughout the year. That's the second overtime loss for North Carolina last week. South Carolina at Tennessee. South Carolina's favored by four. South Carolina. Uh, yeah, I like South Carolina too. Damn. Arkansas at Alabama. Alabama's favored by 31. No Tua, right? No Tua. Yeah, Tua's done. Tua's out for a little while. He's going to be out for a little while. I think it's high ankle sprain. That's what Maybe I Maybe a couple weeks. Um, I don't, so I don't know what to think. Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I have two or no two. This one, this one might get some action on. I think Th- this this one. this one will get some action. Texas Tech at Kansas. Texas Tech's favored by three and a half. Texas Tech. Give me Kansas. I knew you were gonna go that one. I knew you were gonna get. So there you go. <laughs> we got some action on that. Give me Lightning Kansas. round did pay off for a game. Yeah. So let's take a quick short break and we'll wrap up these final five or so games and. Uh, Go into my two-minute drill for being your winner last week here on Cover 3U, the college football degenerates. All right, welcome back to Cover 3U. we got a few more games here to talk about here on the college football degenerates. Boston College goes to number four Clemson. They have kind of dropped in the rankings ever since that North Carolina performance. 7.30 kick. Well, now in the uh, after 7 p.m. kickoffs, Clemson's favored by 34. Another big spread. And Boston College is kind of trending up. After giving them shit after that Kansas loss. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Boston College won me a big game the last week. And that Kansas loss, Phil, I don't think was it doesn't look as bad now yeah. as it did when it happened. Kansas is playing good football, even though I think Texas Tech's gonna cover the spread this week against them. Um however, double check this for me. I think Boston College lost their quarterback even before that last game against East State. Brown? Yeah. So is it is it uh Adrian Brown, Antonio Brown? Not Antonio. Not Antonio <laughs> that guy's not even playing football <laughs> yeah, right now. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, but double check that. But I mean, I don't know exactly. The, I didn't get to see any of the game. I just saw they put the hurting. Anthony. On, Anthony. Anthony, Anthony Brown. Um, Boston College QB. Yeah, he's out miss, the rest of the season. He's right? out for the rest of the year. Um, so I don't know who their backup is. He must have came in and played well. And I know they ran the ball really, really well against NC State. I don't see the same them having the same type of success against Clemson, but. I think they're going to cover the 34 points. That's a lot of points. Clemson hadn't been, I mean, they haven't impressed me a whole lot this season. Does Pat like Clemson? Pat doesn't like anybody in the rest of our slate of games. So that means yeah, you can Boston, take Clemson. Boston College um, had two, not just A.J. Dillon. They had a couple of running backs kind of yeah, like they were, run all over NC State. Um, it was A.J. Dillon and um, I can't think of the other running back off the top of my head. Bailey. David Bailey had 181 yards, and A.J. Dillon had 223 yards. I'm saying, the new quarterback really? didn't have to do anything. 
Yeah. And it looks like Dennis Grossel played pretty much the whole game for Brown. But you know Clemson will key in on that run. And this Dennis Grossel character is going to have to uh, figure out how to throw the ball efficiently against yeah. some athletes. And, Zay, and I guess the D line, athletic D line, is gonna be getting after his ass. And Zay Flowers is only the true is the only true wide receiver Boston College has. So even if that quarterback could throw the ball, I, I, he doesn't have a lot of weapons to throw it to. Their best option in the passing game is probably their tight end Hunter Long. But thirty four is a big number. Thirty four is a big. Give me Boston College. You like Boston College? I like Boston College. Yeah, it's a shame nobody would. Um, maybe you know. I'll what? go Clemson just for the sake of some bets. Or we can wait to see if Pat will take it later. He won't. He won't take Boston College. Mm. He hasn't taken them all year. I'm if the only you, one. If you want to take Boston College, College you can. Uh, you you want Boston College? I mean, yeah, I want Boston College. Uh, I'll take Clemson just for shits and giggles here. Sure. Now after I started thinking about how Clemson's going to game plan for him and everything else, I think uh, it might be a boat race. It could be. I tell you what, if they don't get first downs, if Boston College doesn't get first down, it could be. But, yeah, 34 is a lot of points, though. Moving on uh, to Notre, Notre Dame, Dame at Michigan. At Michigan. Pat's not here to talk about this. The Blue Leprechaun game. Give him as much shit as you want. He's not here. You know, I'm not. I'm a uh, wait till you win to talk shit kind of guy. <laughs> so um, it is that that line's now what? At even? Did he touch it? He didn't. Did he say like? He his, didn't say anything. He didn't say he liked his Irish. He, you know, he's Pat, keeping he's, quiet. This is he, a big game for Notre Dame. He stays big in the game. DL anyway about his teams. Um, unlike me, where I get run in my mouth, even though I say I'm not going to. I I think Michigan's riding high, even though Notre Dame's going to have two weeks to prepare for this game. Um, I think they're going to be coming into an environment that's going to be amped up, ready to rock there in the big house. Um, I'm taking Michigan. Straight up salvaging their season with finally picking up that big win that Jim Harbaugh and company so desperately needs. Um, Ian Book, even though I think he is kind of he's kind of coming into his own a little bit more and more, I think he's going to have an absolute shit game. I kind of agree, and Pat's not here to defend his team, but I think I took this is what I do hope for. I hope you guys take them to like six overtimes because they have Virginia Tech next week. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wear them down, brother. Where I will die of alcohol poisoning if he goes in six <laughs> times. Dude, I tell you. Good thing they don't sell beer to the general public in, in Lane Stadium because I would have done the same. They wouldn't have sold it for that long anyway, I guess. No. Nah. Uh, yeah, I like Michigan too. I think um, Notre Dame's not as good of a – they're a good football team, really good football team, top 15, maybe top 10. But they're not the same team they were last year. And I think Michigan makes a I think, I think Michigan, statement win. I think they found a little confidence in that second half. I think started Jim, believing in themselves. I think Jim Harbaugh finally gets that top 10 win. He only has like one. He's like one in 11, one in 12. Yeah, I think one 11 now. Um, I, I hope this kind of gets them started on the uh, train to be go out there and be competitive against Ohio State here at the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, the difference maker will be in book. Does he play a good game or not? If he does not play well, they were, they'll lose pretty good handedly, I think. But Well, and Shea Patterson's got to show out again. Yeah. Yeah, so watch the quarterbacks in that game. Uh, moving on, uh, hopefully we can get you two together in the same environment. I'd love I to be so. hanging out with both I of you during so. that game. But uh, number 24, Arizona State, goes to UCLA. We all think Herm Edwards is doing a great job with the Sun Devils. They're currently favored by three and a half over UCLA. Um, you all were hype on Arizona State last week. They did not end up covering. They only scored three points. Um, but I like them this week. I do too. So no action? Pat like anybody? No. What about Missouri at Kentucky? 7.30 kick. Missouri's favored by 10.5. I think Missouri is trending in the right direction. They've the right direction. They just got beat by Vanderbilt. Yeah. Did they? Yeah, Vanderbilt's trash. I did not know that. Yeah, because I've, I've been using Kelly Bryant in DFS every damn weekend the past two weeks. He sucked it up, right? They yeah. they lost to Vanderbilt last 21 week. Twenty one to fourteen. Yeah, it was a night game. That's why I missed it. I was I was in another. Yeah, they got behind. They never quite catch back up. So, I well, think excuse training... me. Yeah, that Lord knows I'm not watching much college football after these tech games. I think this game like. is a shit champ sandwich. Yeah, I'm gonna stay away from it. Yeah, me too. Cal at Utah. I like Utah to cover the twenty one and a half. They, well, now we're getting into ten p.m. slate. So if you want to watch a nightcap. Now's the time I do, do, I do, but I don't like that game anyway as far as betting on Cal. 21 and a half. I'll give you an extra point. 22 and a half. Give 22 me Utah. and a half is done. Give me Utah. Just because I want some late night action. Yeah. 
I'll give you 22 and a In half. In a non-sexual way. Give me Utah. You got Cal. We got paper. 22 and a half. Washington State at Oregon. Ooh, Oregon coming off the big, big game. I like Oregon to cover the 14. Uh, that's at Oregon, a night game. Oregon, that other, them and... Uh, uh, I'm gonna have other? to. I'm gonna have to stay away from that game yeah. myself. Um, you know, I think me. I think I kind of went on a limb with this Utah game. That's probably gonna be. A so you got race. the two Pac-12 favorites playing at 10 p.m. Utah and Oregon. How about? How about you give me? Nah, I'm not gonna give you any more right. points. I'm not gonna give you any more points. So that so that does it on wagers. How about I'll give you 16 and a half, and I'll take Oregon. Nah. <laughs> All right. No, nah, I'm gonna stay away from it. Um, so that shit does it. That does There's it. your games. So, uh, we'll be right back where I'll give you my, uh, two minute drill for being your winner last week for like the fourth time out of five weeks. Not uh, anymore after this week. Uh, here on cover three, you, the college football degenerates. Okay. Welcome back to cover three, you, the college football degenerates where Jameson here, your Hokie fan has the two minute drill to end the podcast for being your winner on wagers last week. I'm going to use this two minute drill to strictly talk about my Hokies. Um, after starting the season two and two with losses against Duke and Boston College, there is people calling for Justin Fuente's head. And I tell you why, I don't think there's been a coach in the country who has done a better job of turning a team around and not losing their team after two devastating losses. They go into Miami uh, with a 28 to nothing lead to start the game and end up winning the game after they made a massive comeback. And then they go into six overtimes, toe-in-toe toe, toe toe with North Carolina, who's been known to put up some fights against some good teams this year and win that game. And here's the thing about that UNC game. Virginia Tech won that game in six overtimes with their third-string quarterback, with their backup cornerback. Caleb Farley went out at halftime with a concussion, so they had a backup cornerback at defensive back. They lost a lineman during that game, um, so they had a lot of adversity going on during that football game with their backup quarterback, backup defensive backs. They had to pull the rover out of the game. They had a backup rover in there. So they had a lot of guys who typically don't play making big plays. Clear Ladler never has still stepped on the field for more than three or four plays in a row this year on defense, and he made two huge defensive stops. I guess to summarize that game, it was the most memorable, one of the most memorable games I've had in Lane Stadium, and I guess proud. I don't want to sound corny, but I was very proud of Virginia Tech to win a game that went into six overtimes and how proud I am of Justin Frente keeping that team together with some uh, backup players. So keep it up, Hokies. Let's uh, use this bye week. Bye week comes at a good time. And then we uh, go to Notre Dame. Uh, Quincy Patterson looks good. Hendon Hooker left the game, who took over from Ryan Willis. He's changed our offense, but uh, I think he's going to be back by Notre Dame. And we just look like a completely different team. So look out for the Hokies. We'll see you next week here on Cover 3U. The college football degenerates. Any last words, Phil? Enjoy the rest of your week. And as always, watch responsibly. Yeah. Looking forward to that uh, Michigan-Notre Dame game this week between two of our degenerates here on Cover 3U. We'll see you next week.